Hi, thanks for joining us for this message from Red Church in Melbourne, Australia. We pray that you're blessed by it. If you'd like to know more about Red Church or its ministries, or if you'd like to support us financially, you can find out more by heading to connect.redchurch.org.au. I'll introduce myself. My name's Ryan. If I haven't met you before, come up and say good day afterwards. I love meeting new people. Um, I'm one of the pastors here. Um, and it's great to be with you. It's great to be sharing the word this morning. Um, as I started, I wanted to recap, first of all, on um, a picture, a word that, that Lindy, who's actually um, in our preschool area, she's on staff here, she had a, a word last week as she was driving in. I don't know if you remember last week. Um, it was a beautiful, clear day. It was like a re- one of those real beautiful, still days, bright, clear skies. And, and Lindy was... Um, in the car driving along and, and she, she noticed a hot air balloon in the sky. She was like, oh, wow, it's just this beautiful, clear, still day and there's this, this like majestic hot air balloon. And as she was driving along, she was like, oh, I need to take this in. And she, she leaned forward and she opened her visor. You know the visor that you've got above you as you're driving along the car? She flipped that up and she realised there wasn't just one hot air balloon, there was heaps of them. It was this beautiful scene of all these hot air balloons floating through the, through the air. And the key point she had was this, as we take an action with God, as we lift the visor in our own lives, things become clear. We see the majesty, the magnificence of God. And that was the word she had over us last week. And I've been thinking about that through the week. And I've been reading scripture around that as well. And, and, and that's what we're going to explore together today. We're going to, we're going to jump into scriptures together. We're going, to, we're going to look at Moses, actually. And we're going to look at what, what this man did as he stepped into following God. What actions did he take? And we're going to look at that and we're going to bring our own hearts towards that. And we're going to look at what does that look like for us. We've been in kind of a, a little unplanned series, really. We've been talking about the move that we are in as the people of God from this season of languishing, this season of blah, this season of meh, into God's flourishing. There's this strong theme that's emerged over the last few weeks and and that's where we're at as a society. We're We're in motion. This theme of moving from languishing to flourishing. As humans, we're always in motion. Kind of, I think sometimes we believe this, this myth that the human condition has a neutral gear, that we can be static. It's kind of funny, you know, we, we, we're always changing. We're always in motion. That's what it is to be human. We, we're born, we mature, we get old, we decline, we disappear. That's what it is to be human. We, we're on a journey. And the truth is that to be fully human we take that journey with God. We walk in step with God. This is what God wants for us. He wants to be part of our journey. To be Christian is to flourish with God, is to hear from God. I don't know, when I say that, to be Christian is to hear from God. I don't know what you, you think about that. I haven't always had a faith. I used to be an atheist, and when I first came to faith, I... I accepted Jesus. I I realized the error of my ways and I chose to follow him. But then people started talking to me about hearing from God and I was like, ooh, that's a bit weird, isn't it? Hearing from God? Like how does that work? I was okay with 
loving God and following God and serving God and being saved by God. But here, that's a bit, bit kooky, I think I thought at first. I don't know if you've been, maybe you've been there. Maybe you don't hear from God. Maybe you used to not hear from God, but it's a, it's a strange concept. But the reality is this. In the Bible, the Bible account is that we're made to walk and talk with God. That's how we're made, to have a relationship with him, to hear from him. Hearing from God is actually the most natural posture you have to hear from God. In fact, it's, it's actually abnormal. It's actually a little bit dangerous for the human not to hear from God. To hear from God is what it really is to be human. Adam and Eve walked with God in the garden. It's kind of funny that, that I think I'd, I believed that God had created this world and then I questioned whether God would use the medium of this world to talk to us. It's kind of a bit strange. So that's what we're going to look at today. We're going to, we're going to remember that God speaks through the natural. We're going to remember that God speaks through the physical. We're going to remember that God speaks through friends, through sermons, that God's speaking. We're going to remember that God actually wants a relationship with us. And we're going to look at how do we hear from him. And that's my prayer. Someone said it to me at the back. They said, oh, I hope you speak well this morning. Actually, no, no, I hope God speaks well through you this morning. And that's the reality. God wants to speak to us. So I'm going to pray over that quickly, and then we're going to start. Lord, I pray that we will be hearing from you this morning. Lord, we know you want to speak to us. We know you are not some distant God that that has a set and forget mentality, but you're a God of relation. We know that you sent your son. We know that you have a message for us. And we know that you created this world and you want to speak to us. We know your Lord's prayer, your Lord, the Lord's prayer says, give us today our daily bread. Speak to us, Lord. May we listen this morning. In Jesus' name. A few weeks ago, I was on a holiday. And uh, we, we, Joanna and I went up to Queensland. And um, we, we took this drive. I don't know if people have been there. Rainbow Beach. Has anyone been to Rainbow Beach? You drive along... Um, 80 kilometres of, of, of beach, literally on the sand, and it's it's pretty isolated place. You've got to have a four-wheel drive. We were lent a four-wheel drive, and we drove into this beach. And as we as we got to this beach, there's very, very few people there, and, we're, and I'm like, oh, this is what I do on holidays. It's a bit of a circuit breaker. I'm like, I'm going to speak to God. I'm going to have some time with God. I'm going to listen to God. So we got out. We, the kids started playing. There was this other family, actually. We're on the shoreline. This other family down there, and they had kids that were kind of matched our kids' age, and our kids started playing with them. And as a parent, you're like, yes, the kids are entertained, some time by myself. And I think I said to Joe, I'm just going to, just going to stand on my own and pray for a bit. So I, I'm very English, so I have my broad-rimmed hat. I have my fact of 50. I have zinc on top of the 50. I have a long-sleeve rashi, fully covered and sun-creamed, and I'm stood under a hat trying to enjoy some time with God. So I'm in the shallows, and, and the kids are playing over there, and I, I just start praying with God. And the kids and these other kids start to drift towards me. And there's... Their dad's supervising my kids and his kids. It's, again, a great moment as a parent. And he looked responsible. I'd never met him, but he looked responsible. 
But he starts to drift over and they start to come closer and closer. And I'm like, oh, this was what was going on in my spirit. I just, God, I just want some time with you. Make that bloke go away, you know. But he's getting closer and closer. And, And if you know me, this is foreign for me. I'm the raging extrovert that is busting into your personal time. This, this guy's getting closer and closer. And I'm in the shallows. The kids are entertained. It's perfect. And I'm like, oh, I just want some time with you, God. And then we have it. The guy gives the introduction. He's like, oh, hi. And uh, we get into that introductory chat. And he says, what do you do? And I said, oh, I'm, here we go. I'm a church pastor. He's like, no way. So am I. <laughs> What's going on with you at the moment? We start talking about church. We stand and we pray together. We have this time of prayer together. It's so encouraging. It was such a beautiful moment. And, and I just walked away from that laughing, how when I go into pray, I expect it to be one way, but God has a plan. And it was just that little, um, I'm going to straighten that, otherwise that will distract all of you. It's just this classic example that God showed me of the reality of prayer that we have an agenda, we come with a mindset of how things are going to work. And what prayer does is it, it realigns us. And it was just a, a, a little caricature of that. I don't know about you, but over the course of my life, I reckon I've spent hours, weeks, just dwelling, contemplating, mulling over, thinking over, worrying. And then later when God's clarity comes, I'm like, why did I waste all that time? As we as a society, as we're moving from languishing into this season of flourishing, into our next chapters, we desperately need God's direction. We need his peace. We need his will. We need his way. We need him to direct our, our steps. To be human is to walk and talk with God. So we need those visor-turning moments where we see more clearly. We don't need to waste our time in our own thoughts. We need to get into these rhythms. We need to do what Moses did. And so as I I looked in Scripture this morning and prepped for this this morning, I'm like, "Let's, let's look at Moses. How does he do this? How does he get into that alignment quickly? Because I believe that can help us. Getting into that alignment quickly can help us in our walk. So join with me. Grab your Bibles if you've got them. Open your your Um, Bible apps in your phone if you've got it. We're going to go to Exodus 33. And we're going to read this little, just on the screen if you need it, this really short little excerpt from 7 to 11. Now Moses used to take a tent and pitch it outside the camp, some distance away, calling it the tent of meeting. Anyone inquiring of the Lord would go to the tent of meeting outside the camp. And whenever Moses went out to the tent, all the people rose and stood at the entrances to their tents watching Moses until he entered the tent. As Moses went into the tent, the pillar of cloud, that's the presence of God, would come down and stay at the entrance while the Lord spoke with Moses. Whenever the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the entrance of the tent, they all stood and worshipped, each at the entrance to their own tent. The Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. So what's going on here? Moses has pitched a tent. He's 
Um, it's called the Tenor Meeting, and he's, and he's going to this place. And the pillar of cloud, this is the presence of God, is communing with Moses there. And the people are seeing this and, and they're inspired by it. They're worshipping this. They're realising the presence of God is here. So what is it that actually Moses has done here? There's really four simple things that, that Moses is, is taking that I really think we can learn from, these four simple steps that Moses has adopted. The first is actually in verse 7. He used to take a tent and pitch it. So there's, there's uh, connotations here. If this isn't a one-off event, when they moved camp, he used to take a tent and he would pitch it outside the camp. He used to take a tent and pitch it, calling it the tent of meeting. If you just think about that for a moment, th- th- what is not happening here is God is not going, go to the prayer meeting. <laughs> That's not what, and, oh, yeah, okay, I'll go to the prayer meeting. Moses takes the initiative. That's the first point we've got here. Moses takes the initiative. Moses pitches the tent and Moses calls it the tent of meeting. So that's the first point. I think we've got that on a slide. We take the initiative. This taking of the initiative, if you think about it for a minute, Scripture in there, it doesn't say that, God named it the the tent of meeting. It's as if Moses went and did this in front of the people and Moses called it the tent of meeting. Moses was bold enough to go, I'm going to create a space and I'm going to know that God is going to come and meet me there. Moses takes the initiative. Second point that I want to make about this, it was outside the camp. It wasn't a normal space that Moses hung out in day after day. He created a differentiated space, a differentiated place. He took the initiative, he was bold, he called it the tenor meeting, and he created a differentiated space to venture to, somewhere outside of his ordinary for him to go to. The next thing that I think we learn through this passage of Scripture is it says, and whenever Moses went out to that place, whenever he went out to that place, there's not a, uh, it's not a, um, we get this connotation again that this was a regular thing, a regular rhythm that Moses had built into his life whenever he went out to that that place. This wasn't a one-off event. This wasn't an eight-week short course. This wasn't a flash in the pan. This was a, a, a rhythm by which Moses lived his life. He took the initiative. He created a differentiated space, and he committed to it. He was committed to adopting this into the way he walked, into his life. And, and verse 11 is my, one of my favorite passages of Scripture. The Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. The Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. See, Moses was a man that followed God. He was following God by seeking God's voice in these actions. 
And because of that, because of his heart posture towards God, he experiences the Lord personally. He speaks with the Lord face to face. And we live in this age post Christ coming into the world, post Christ saying, post the Holy Spirit coming to the world, where Christ says, I shall go, so one, and one that's greater than I can come. We live in the age of the Holy Spirit, and God wants to commune with us spirit to spirit. And so like Moses, who experiences the Lord face to face, we too can experience the Lord face to face. And when we take this initiative, when we step into these moments, when we commit to them, when we create our own tent of meeting in our life, we can expect to experience God. We can expect to experience the Lord. Last week we, um, we launched our prayer rhythms, these uh, offerings for people to, to come to, to, to experience this, to, to step in with God. And, and a lot of people have taken those up. People have stepped in. Uh, guys meeting on a Monday. I'm going to miss some of them now. Guys meeting on a Monday. There's people reading the Psalms during the week. There's, um, there's people praying for, for salvation of others, praying for the lost. There's, there's people stepping in in prayer. And really, none of them are the answer. None of them are the thing that that tick this box and it's going to come. Really, the thing that we're inviting people into is to create their own tenor meeting in their life. And these are just an option. These are just a thing that you can come to if you feel led by the Lord. It's been fantastic hearing these stories of, of, of people experiencing more of God as they've stepped into these things. I, I uh, ran one last Wednesday. I'm running the Wednesday night one. It's called Reflect and Reboot. It's really a prayer of examine. It's an ancient prayer that the people of God have, have prayed through their lives. And there's this real succinct little 24-7 prayer resource that I read through, and, um, and I just followed that rhythm. It was really simple. It was just an hour of time, and it was uh, four steps. The first is um, you replay your day. You literally imagine your day like it's a video game, and you you replay your day through your mind. You then rejoice. You rejoice for the moments where God showed up as, as he reveals those to you. You repent for the times where you're short or you're distracted or you weren't present with God where you didn't notice that he was there, and you reboot. You get in sync. You, you make a commitment of the heart that you're not going to be like that tomorrow. It's really just a, a prayer of examining, examining your day and just reflecting on that. But here's the thing. The reason we pray is because of God's love for us. And the reason we pray is because he wants to change us. Our prayers aren't this legalistic, slavish thing. They're actually an opportunity for God's love to come in and change our hearts. So I, I journeyed through these four steps. I <clears throat> arrived, I set up the space, I sat down. And I don't know if you, has anyone ever done this? Just write, show of hands quickly, has anyone ever done this? A few people there. There's some bold people, yeah, and there's some, yeah, people. Um, I'd never actually done this prayer before. So I, 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 I sat there and I'm like, okay, first step, replay your whole day. This is going to be tough. It's 5 a.m., the kids come in. Yep. 
It was actually pretty easy. Oh. Oh, as I was dropping, doing the kinder drop, oh, sorry, the, the primary school drop, oh, there was this guy that I bumped to and we had a relational chat and I was talking about sneakers and my, oh, God, you were there. You were building a bit of relationship there for the future. Um, wow. Just rejoice on that. And then as I played through my day, I was like, oh, I was hurried in that moment. I was hurried with that person. I was, I was a bit judgmental with that person. I, don't th- I think I went against you there, Lord, and I realised that. I was able to repent. And then as I rebooted, I was like, oh, the strong conviction I had after going through this prayer, the strong conviction was I need to, in those moments, be less hurried. I need to be with God. I need to sit with God better. And I need to not operate out of flesh. I need to give time and space where God's at work. And I made this heartfelt commitment, Lord, I'm going to live differently tomorrow. And I said yes and amen in my heart. And then I finished. So I started packing up the space and I'm feeling refreshed. Like, you know, after prayer, you're like, oh, this, this, this holiness of God is there and you're like, oh, I've just been in this tenor meeting and it's good. And then my phone starts vibrating. If you know the number one rule of a prayer meeting, it's never answer your phone. But I that wrong. Um, but I pulled my phone out as a number. I don't know why. I kind of knew it was going to be a telemarketer. But I don't know why, but I answered. It's like an instinctive. And I put it up to my ear and this guy, have you, you know those calls with telemarketers and they just come at you from the off like, oh, hi, is that Ryan? No, oh, I can't, what do I say here? I've, got to, I've now got to engage. Yeah, it's Ryan. And the guy's trying to sell me an energy plan, I think. And he's just talking at me and me and Mars now. And I felt my, I'm like, how dare you? I'm in a prayer meeting. How dare you? Hang up, Ryan, hang up. And I'm like, hang on a minute. God's just shown me I need to be less hurried. God's just shown me that I'm ignoring him and operating on my own fresh. Just take a breath. So I took a breath. And he said, can I ask, where are you now? That was obviously part of his marketing line. I said, oh, I'm actually um, a church. You live in a church? I said, no, no, I don't live in a church. I'm at a prayer meeting. He's like, it's 8.55. You're in a prayer meeting at 8.55? I said, yeah. Do you know God? He said, yeah, 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 I do. Yeah. I said, do you know he loves you? And he said, oh. Yeah, like one of those remembering yes, yeah, yeah, I do, I do. I said, well, look, I don't know why you've called me at this moment. I, d- I definitely don't want an energy plan, but, but I'm, you've called a pastor in a prayer meeting and I just want to tell you, I don't know what it means to you, but God loves you. And he said, thank you. And I finished the conversation. I actually don't know what impact that's going to have on that guy, that man. 
I don't know how God's going to use that moment. I don't know if that's going to profoundly change his walk and his life or whether it was just a gentle reminder. I don't know whether he's going to ignore it and in 20 years reflect on it. I don't know. I actually don't need to know. Our prayers are not about what we achieve. But I do know this. What happened in that prayer, in that prayer session, I changed. When I prayed, I was reset. I became realigned. In that prayer session, I listened to God. In that prayer session, I sat in my own tenor meeting. I ventured into that space. And she silenced my heart. And I allowed God to come in again and rule and reign in my life. And I know that God was there because of one of these fundamental, the fundamental biblical concept, the fundamental truth that when God speaks, it, it happens. Scripture says in Genesis, when God speak, God spoke and it was so. God speaks and it is so. God spoke into my life. And moments later, it was so. God made me notice. He made me commit. And then moments later, he made me put that into action. This is what prayer does. This is how prayer realigns the human heart. I've been reading Pete Gregg's How to Pray. And we've got a quote from it there that I want to share with you this morning. He's actually quoting uh, a, a Eugene Peterson concept here. He says, Life's basic decision is rarely, if ever, whether to believe in God or not, but whether to worship or compete with him. One of the main differences between you and God is that God doesn't think he's you. Moments of stillness at the start of a prayer time are moments of surrender in which we stop competing with God. We relinquish our Messiah complexes and we resign from trying to save the planet. We stop expecting everyone, everything and everyone else to orbit our preferences. We recenter our priorities on the Lord and we acknowledge with a sigh of relief that he is in control and we are not. There's a really simple exhortation from today's message. It's create a tent of meeting in your life. We've got these prayer rhythms to help you. Ikea have got furniture you can go and buy if you want a quiet time chair. Whatever it looks like for you, create a, a tent of meeting in your life. Carve out that space, commit to it. Journey with God and sit with God there. And you may have been doing this for a long time. The encouragement is to step in in a new way. We need as people of God to build this rhythm into our lives as we journey into the next season. As you read on in that passage um, of scripture that we've read this morning in, in Exodus, Moses grapples with God and, and is saying, you've called me to lead your people, but Lord, he's, and, and God says to him, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. As Moses committed to this tenor meeting, the prayer, the presence of God was carried and came alongside Moses as the Lord gave Moses rest. That's what it is to be human, to walk with the presence of God. 
So we're going to pray into this now. I'm going to get everyone to stand and the band's going to come up again. We're going to pray into this to close. I'm going to get you to close your eyes and just have a moment of silence. If you feel comfortable, hold out your hands. Just have a posture of openness. Lord, you know each of us by name. Lord, we just acknowledge that we are your people and you are our God. Lord, we invite you to come. Lord, help us silence ourselves. Lord, help us put down our busyness. Help us put down our our will, our way, our flesh. And we invite you to come afresh, Lord. I pray, Lord, for just a, a conviction of the heart amongst all of your people here, myself included. I pray that not that we will follow man, Lord. Reveal to us where you want us to to pitch that tent in our lives, that tent of meeting. Show us, Lord, where you want us to create space. Help us build a rhythm in our lives again in a more profound way. Lord, we want to give you our lives. We want to give you our weeks. We want to give you our days. We just can have a moment's silence now before we begin worshipping. And in that time, I just say, come Holy Spirit. Show us where you want us to step in with you creating that tenant meeting. And as the Lord speaks to you, as he gives you a place or a time or a way that he's calling you personally to step in in a new way, I should ask you to commit that to your heart and cement that in worship.